0: On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, why are Thunder fans preemptively mad about the NBA trade deadline? Rotation changes might be coming, playoff matchups that are going to get the Thunder fans excited, but where could they go in the postseason? Where could they find success? We'll talk about it all on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Ryland Styles, follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. Follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunderpod. the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show brought to you by LinkedIn, we're diving into your mailbag questions from Twitter and Reddit between favorable playoff matchups, trades, evaluating the current roster, and more. So a lot to get to today. Very excited about that. And today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions to apply. So let's open up the mailbag. We, we, we take questions from Reddit, from Twitter. Got a lot of entries that might uh, trickle into Monday because, of course, to, you know Saturday for the bonus podcast, we will recap this Brooklyn Nets game. So it might trickle into Monday. Uh, but still, the first one comes from Reddit. Recent curve says, is no one angry that OKC refuses to make a trade? They have the opportunity right now to be contenders, and instead they keep hoarding their picks, and they won't ever be able to afford or develop just due to the sheer amount. Make some trades while you have a top five player on your team. And this has been a growing sentiment around social media, both with Thunder fans and non-Thunder fans, and just an overall talking point, about the organization, and I just think it's so premature. Why is everyone preemptively mad about the Thunder not doing something that's five weeks away? We are five weeks away from the NBA trade deadline. Trades rarely happen in this window for any team of it under any circumstances, which is why the OG and Obi trade was such a a kind of shock to the NBA culture world because we just rarely see that. You might get one of those a year. So the fact that there's been no trade made to this point should not be alarming or shocking or even noteworthy. And if you just go back and look at the history of Sam Presti, every year at the trade deadline that he's had a good basketball team, which this team obviously is, he's improved that team at the trade deadline, including last year when he went out and got Dario Saric, who was an improvement over Mike Muscala, which we called on this show the day of the trade deadline. So, I think that everyone is just wanting to be mad or or guessing and wanting to be mad about what the Thunder are going to do because they're not going to do anything flashy or gaudy at the trade deadline, but they still, I think, will do something that helps upgrade their team. But to those people who are just like up in arms about the Thunder, not capitalizing on this opportunity, who is out there that would be this magic elixir? There are only a few problems with this Thunder team, the most important being their lack, of, you know, their lack of experience and their age. Okay, so let's say you trade for an older player. Well, some of the biggest names out there is like Laurie Markkinen. What wisdom can Laurie Markkinen embark on this team? Well, what wisdom can he share? Sure, he's technically older, but he also lacks experience in those battles that we're discussing. The Thunder have no problem winning night in and night out in the regular season. But the problem is whenever you're forecasting, hey, how do you survive a seven-game series? How do you keep in check during that time? Like, one person is not going to change that. Because at the end of the day, no matter who they change, no matter who they trade for, it's not going to change the hierarchy. Like, your hierarchy is going to be SGA, Chet, and Jalen Williams. Like, that's going to be your core. And on any given night, you know, Jalen Williams and Chet, of course, can flip. But, like, that's going to be your three guys who you're depending on the most. And so, who is this magic elixir that can fix everything, and and that that is flashy enough and available to go get? Because if you went and traded for a top player in the NBA, that still does not help this team uh, in terms of like maximizing uh, that window. Because we've seen what it looks like when you trade superstars or stars or even all stars team to team at the deadline. It's not enough runway. To really get adjusted, to really find your stride, it's really a trade for the next season, where you have a whole training camp and a whole summer, and you're able to to have a whole then of course 82 game season before your next playoff test. So, I think that people just get confused or or get too excitable or think in in the way of like NBA 2K like team building in that realm. If they went out and traded for Lori Markin. They'd have less than half a year to go and figure out how to play together, which he's coming from being, you know, the number one option in Utah. The Thunder already have a number one option and a number two option and a number three option. You've got to find out how to make that gel and work together. And you got to find out where Laurie Markin likes to play, how he likes to play, where he likes to ball, all that good stuff. That's going to take the rest of this season. It's not going to be a, a well-oiled machine, I don't think. By the postseason, should that happen? So even that trade does not impact this team in the way that you are describing, or or longing for, or or mad about, right? The, the the best way to help this team would actually be something on the margins where there's more of a clear, defined, and cut role for that player, because there is no trade to fix the inexperience. There is no trade to fix, uh, you know, the the lack of understanding how to maneuver through a playoff series because your coach doesn't have any playoff experience. And, and, you know, really your entire roster does it. Like I know SGA played in two playoff series, but he was a rookie with the Clippers and, and he did a fantastic job. He played really well in that series for his minutes with Doc Rivers, uh, even in Oracle, even against Golden State. He played really well. And then, you know, in the bubble, he was, you know, there. This was not who he was, though. He was not the number one option. So like this is his first playoff series as a number one option, as a as a go to guy, as a top of the scattering report kind of player, you know, the, the play in last year and this year. Lou Dort, you know, again, he got the play in, in the bubble. He's a totally different player than he was in the bubble. So, like, and the bubble, of course, didn't have any crowd. There was no travel. Uh, there, was, there was none of that. So, for all intents and purposes, this is everybody's first go around at the postseason, even though they technically have postseason games in their, in their basketball reference column. So there's not going to be a single player who you can bring in and and can just be like a like a Yoda. I've never seen Star Wars. I think that that's a good reference. Like a Yoda to just kind of explain everything to these young players in half of a basketball season, and then all of a sudden t- t- truly change the dichotomy of what, what they can achieve this year. That's just not available. And training for a big star just isn't going to work out for this specific season. So when you look at it that way, why not just let this season ride out? And when I say that, it's not don't do anything. But like, let's just use a placeholder name. Why not make your biggest move be, hey, go get Kelly Olenek, who's playing really good basketball. You go get Kelly Olinick, that's your biggest move, that's your biggest upgrade. It, but but it doesn't really change the wrinkles of, of what this team is, of what your rotation is too much. Like It doesn't really change anything. You kind of slot him into that kind of J-Will minutes and, and and kind of you know play him in that way, give him more minutes than J-Will, but of course, play them in that way to, to where the bread and butter of this team does not change. And you get to write it out, see how they handle the rest of an 82 game season, see how they handle the postseason, And then in the summertime, you have even more data points to go make a big move that people are craving for to go, to go evaluate what would you need? Because it is so hard to predict what this team's going to need. Cause they've never been in this spot before. Like you, you see it with Lou Dort, Like that's a perfect example of some players just rise up to the occasion in big games, elimination games, you know the stats with Ludor of what he's able to do in that setting. So like, he's a totally different player in the postseason. So for whatever flaws or anything that you think that he has in the regular season, he just changes the way he plays when, when, it, when it's that kind of level. On the flip side, some of these players who we think are just fantastic are not going to be as good in the postseason. That's just the reality of the situation. You've got to find that stuff out, and you can't skip out on that, or you can't assume and be wrong, because if you assume and you're wrong, it really, really hampers you. But my overarching point is that while I don't think the Thunder are going to go trade for an all-star plus level player, I also don't think the Thunder are going to do nothing, right? Like they're going to, I think that they're going to do something at the deadline. So everyone who's preemptively mad that they're just going to sit here and do nothing, I think is a bit flawed. But also, if they were to do that, they're, they're a 20-10 and 10 team right now you know what exactly are you banging down the door for the timberwolves to do you know like th- this is just going to be something that i think is going to be a disconnect for this season because of all the ways, the, the ways we just listed out but i think they're going to do something i think it will be like a kelly Olenek type of move someone in that realm of of his caliber i don't think it'll be something dramatic but i think it'll be something cuz that's what sam pressy's track record says so like i don't i don't really know how it gets Kind of misconstrued that like Sam Preston never does anything. He's been pretty aggressive, like throughout his career. Uh obviously you're not going to be aggressive whenever you're winning 24 games. So like I think that we've let recent memory skew that a little bit. But even last year he really uh, improved this team getting Sarich and, and kind of cleaning up uh some of the margins of the team like getting Basley uh traded for, and, and collecting second round picks. Like he got value he got value and improved the team last year. Like you, you could not have worked a deadline any better last year if you're Oklahoma City. Uh, but Nonetheless, we'll talk more about your mailbag questions. But first, I want to say you right now about our good friends over at LinkedIn. Folks, LinkedIn is awesome. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go there right now because it's the start of the new year, and every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024 that could be you. LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success is all dependent on your team that surround that you surround yourself with. So like your team is going to help you lead to better success for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created a tool to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn has all the job boards that you can need because they have a vast network of a billion professionals that are there the best place to hire is LinkedIn because they're all in one place for you. It's easy to hire the most qualified candidates and see them. And in in fact, 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours of their job post. So go there right now, because this is why that small businesses rank LinkedIn number one in delivering qualified hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and they're doing so many things that they might, might not have the time or the resources to hire. Well, thankfully, LinkedIn has a process that is intuitive, is quick, and is easy. That way, you can uh, be able to make those hires that you want. So go there right now, post your job for free. You can post that job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked That's LinkedIn.com slash locked in Terms and conditions apply to post your job for free. Also, what I say right now, but our friends over at BetterHelp, BetterHelp is great. I, I think that BetterHelp uh, has a lot of benefits for you because you know, it's, it's a new year and, and, you, and you can think to yourself, how can I better myself and my life in 2024? Uh, maybe you're already crush, crushing it and you just want to celebrate that. Uh, you can have a new year and you can go and kind of improve on your life with the benefits of therapy and better help. What I think is so good is that in the new year, it's 2024, everyone has you know, jobs, a life, family, multiple jobs, side hustles, everything else, everyone is really overextending themselves in the year of our Lord 2024. And with BetterHelp, if the only thing holding you back from from the wonders of the benefits of therapy has been time constraints, has been trying to f- navigate your life of, well, I, I can't make time to go to a physical building right now. BetterHelp is totally online and totally flexible around your schedule. So what you do with BetterHelp is that you go And you fill out this questionnaire and then they're going to match you with a licensed therapist and you're going to go and hopefully connect with that therapist. But if you don't, you can just restart and get a new therapist for free until you find the right one that can really help you uh, push past whatever positive coping skills you might need or help you set boundaries or just simply empower yourself to be a better version of yourself. So make sure you go check them out today uh, because BetterHelp is awesome. Uh, you can have you can start your therapy at BetterHelp.com right now. It's entirely online, designed for your convenience, flexibility, and suited for your schedule. Check it out today and celebrate the progress you've already made by going to BetterHelp.com/slash lockedonnba. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.com/slash lockedonnba. And when you do, you get your first ten uh, percent off your first month of BetterHelp. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Uh, That took a long time for the first question. This will have to be a two part mailbag. So I do apologize if you don't hear your questions. You're going to hear it on Monday, but we do have to recap the Nets game tomorrow. So uh, you'll hear it on Monday. At Sarah Rebuild on Twitter says, uh, it looks like there are six more times this year when travel is involved in a back to back. Is that more common uh, this year, league-wide, or did I uh, not pay close t- enough attention uh, that teams have been getting in at 5 a.m. and having to play? Uh, should uh, we expect Kenrich Williams to rest on the second night of all back-to-backs? Uh, so, yeah, back-to-backs have have always been a staple of NBA schedules. Now, the getting in at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. stuff—that that is, you know, obviously something that can that can happen to to NBA teams and to anyone. Like uh, anyone can have playing difficulties. I mean, if you remember. Uh, when Russ was here, they had a they had a bird hit their plane, uh, which was insane, which obviously delayed them. So, like that's just part of like normal travel. You don't always get in at five a.m. Uh, oftentimes it goes smoother than that, but they they had of course something happen. They didn't get into Atlanta until four a.m. Uh, the other night, and, and they were obviously very fatigued. So, yes, this is very common. It's why that there's a cliche NBA you know scheduled loss. lost, uh, but hopefully the the flight. Uh, travels will be much smoother and safer, and and, and not safer, but smoother. I hope it's safe too. But smoother and uh, and less time constraint wise uh, in the future. But yeah, this this does happen. Uh, as far as Kenish Williams, I would not want to guarantee anything about Mark's rotations in the regular season, but uh, I, I think it it might be possible that it's best for both sides uh, to try to rest him as much as possible on these back to backs. I mean, he's almost thirty years old. He's had back spasms uh, that that held him out of the early part of the season. Uh, and he plays a really rugged style of play that uh, you need to protect him. I mean, this is one of the only guys that you have on the roster who, you know, can, can, can bring that intensity and that, you know, the enforcer, it's not as he's out there starting fights, but like, it's just out there, like. He, he he's kind of enforcing that you know you're not going to push this team around and stuff like that and, and 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 he is one of the the biggest leaders of the team and it's hard to lead on the sidelines like you saw at the end of last year you know you can try and and, and to and to get credit for a guy who's not exactly a, a, a true like vocal leader he he tried to adapt his uh, leadership styles to uh be more vocal last year when he couldn't actually physically do it on the court whenever he was hurt but it's just different. There's a there's a different layer to it whenever you can actually be on the court. So keeping him on the court for that leadership part and component of it uh, is a big deal. So whatever you have to do to ensure that that happens for an two game season and for the postseason, uh, you, you've got to try to do it. So like that's why I think that uh, maybe the Thunder will be more cautious with him on the second night of a back-to-back because this team's complexity does change uh, whenever he's not there. You saw at the beginning of this season, for as talented as this team is, for improved as this team is from last year. Beginning of the year, whenever he wasn't there, you saw a totally different uh, kind of uh, vibe to this team at the, at the beginning. Uh, Keelum asks, why does Dallas play so inconsistently, even though the Thunder have given him a contract modification where it does not cost the Thunder money to play him? He's just not good, frankly. Uh, and, and and I say that in the sense of for how this Thunder team wants to play. He cannot defend the way the Thunder want to play defense uh he doesn't truly fit their style of play on either end of the floor but specifically defense and and uh, you know i hate to say it because he gives so much effort and, and like most of the time when you when you talk about guys who can't defend it's just because they don't try and because uh they just they just don't have that same level of engagement on that end of the floor he is fantastically engaged he is trying his butt off every possession uh, he, he he does his best but you know he's just not capable of defending that the way the Thunder want to play. They play a very tough defensive style to fit into. And so the way you get him on the floor is when the matchup, you know, your matchup plays into your hands of, if you go back and look at Bertanza's game logs and go back and look at those games that he played, when he's on the floor, 99.999% of the time, the opposition has a true-to-life I'm not going to move a muscle. I'm going to sit here in this corner. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to cut. I'm not going to relocate. I'm not going to come off screens. I'm going to sit here in this corner and wait for the ball to come to me and shoot a three. Well, then, yeah, Davos Patons can absolutely defend that. Like He can absolutely stay on the floor defensively against that kind of a matchup. And then he can help you offensively because he can just bomb threes from anywhere on the court. So, like, the problem with Davos Patons and the reason he's not playing, even after the contract thing, it's just that it's hard to get him on the floor because you have to have a specific matchup on the other end to hide him defensively, and even then, teams will will try to bring him into pick and roll action and try to uh, give him the switch and and where they really expose him. So, as we said at the beginning of the year, you can only play him in very very small doses and very very small uh, segments anyway, and, and so it's just not gonna it's just not having worked out for Bertans yet. Uh, at, uh, you know, I don't think it really will. Uh Dengue says, have you noticed the media landscape change with the team over the past couple of weeks? There definitely seems to be an, a more attention put on this team. Does that translate to uh, more audience in the post-game interviews, locker room presence, and general media attendance at the game? Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously, more national media are talking about the Thunder. Uh, Tim McMahon was at the Thunder game a couple games ago, but th- there is a bigger media contingent Thunder games, but it's not for like this exact reason. Like, yeah, Tim McMahon was there, uh, but that's like a one-off, one national person there. It's more so due to the fact that college football's over. It's so like college football ends, and now all the columnists and all the people that like, cover college football uh, can come over and, and watch the Thunder. So, uh, But yeah, there is a bigger media audience <laughs> for the Thunder now, but uh, it, it, it is not exactly correlated to you know the fact that, like, first take, and then we're talking about the Thunder now. Uh, Trey Thomas says uh hi Ryan. right now the thunder are number one in both three uh, three point and free throw percentage can you give a shout out to the young son hero chip england uh thanks and thunder up so yeah chip england is great he's, he's a great guy very nice very very nice and um uh, I, I think that what people maybe miss like everyone knows like hey chip england's a big deal legendary shooting coach uh all, and, and he was high the thunder and it's a huge deal It's just like how much work it that he puts in. Like he even monitors the blue games, and he gets data and info from the blue. Like he puts in the work. And one of the like more interesting practices that he does uh, is like during pregame warmups. Like has like people take these pictures where it's just like the the consecutive shutter pictures where it's just like and uh, he he like goes through them and looks at those pictures frame by frame and diagnoses guys' jump shots from pregame warmups. It's pretty it's pretty interesting, like like all that he goes through um to to try to help these players and and help improve their their percentages. And you know, you can you can say it's just a coincidence, but since he's been here, the thunder have gotten better at shooting the basketball and it's culminated into uh ranking top and in three point and free throw percentage right now in the NBA. Uh Thunder Topic says, How do you think SJ's game will translate as he ages? Obviously, uh he is not over uh reliant on athleticism and all that good stuff. So yeah, uh, it's weird talking about Shea projecting him as like a 30-year-old right now because he's, he, he's, he's barely hitting his prime. He's going to be a, a really, really good player for a long time. But I think that his game ages really gracefully given his style of play. Um, he, he's going to need to improve his three-point shot as, as mostly every player does as they get older. Even LeBron James has improved his three-point shot as he's gotten older. Um, but I think that what, what helps him is that as he's become this thirty point per game scorer, I think that people might might forget of like how good he is off the ball. Like he is a really, really, really good off ball player. And so when you can, uh, as he gets older, phase him into uh, a more balanced role where he's like playing off ball some, and he's able to to, not not that that's like taking a load off, but like he's able to be less strenuous and still get his off ball uh, that can really help him too. But yeah, he will have to add a three point shot uh, to to a better degree. But other than that, he'll get, uh, grace really, really grace. He'll age gracefully, I think. Uh, Paper Wizard on Reddit says, Hideaway Pizza should open a stand in the new arena. Yes or no?" Absolutely, Hideaway Pizza is the best pizza in Oklahoma City. I totally agree with that. Uh, Indian King says, "If the playoffs started today, how far would OKC go, and what are their roadblocks?" I, I think that like rebounding and second chance points are their biggest roadblocks, uh, and the fact that they've never been in a playoff series before is a big roadblock. I, I think that like one of the other basketball talking points would be the game shifts to a more half court style. This is a team that likes to get out and run, but I'm not as worried about that for a multitude of reasons. I think that their half court offense is actually pretty good and can, and can lead to some easy buckets for them. But also like when you watch the thunder, they do a good job of what I've been calling like generating transition, even off of a made bucket. Like they just they are getting out and running even after a made bucket to where yeah, it's not technically going to go down in the column as, as a transition point or a fast break point, but it had the same principle. The defense isn't set and, and you're and you're beating them down the floor even off of a made shot. It's like, I think that they can do that some of the postseason, which I think would, would counteract the lack of true fast breaks and the, the, the more methodical style of play. But um, I, I think that with OKC, they can win a playoff series and that'd be a fantastic season. And then you get to the second round and anything can happen. So uh, I think they can win a playoff series because whenever you look at it, and specifically that first round, the Thunder will for sure have the best player on the floor. And their second and third options, you know, and on down the line, the the gap is really close. Like the gap is fairly close on their second and third options with whoever they match up with for their second and third options. Uh, Credit Boss says, who are some draft prospects you're interested in? Good question. Love the draft. Love scouting the draft. Love it all. Obviously, you know, we're going to have a whole summer long of draft profiles uh, and also off-season long. But also, we're going to try to sprinkle some in here on the off day uh, for conference play starting up. We're going to sprinkle in some draft pods on the on the off days um, from now on, the rest of the season. But to answer your question, I, I think Cody Williams truly does fit. Like, like it's not just like a J-Dub brother thing. He's like an actually good player. Like, like kind of evaluating him separately of J-Dub. he's actually a really good player and and really fits that Thunder mold, very Thundery. Uh, I really love Alexar. I'm not sure how realistic it is though uh, to jump up if there was ever a draft to like jump up to number one or two or three to go draft them, I have number one on my, bo- number one on my board. If there was ever a draft where you could climb the mountain and, and, and get, and get all the way up there, it would be this one. But, but I'm not sure where the stick is. It's always very, very hard to trade up that high in a draft, no matter what the perception is um, of the draft at that time. So we'll have more questions for you from Reddit coming up. But first one here right now, but good friends over at hungry root folks. Check them out today. That's hungryrootcom slash You get forty dollars, forty percent off of your first delivery, and get your free veggies over there at Hungry Root because it's awesome. Like maybe you're you're out there and uh, you're trying to eat healthier this uh, you know new year, and you're trying to maybe eat fresher. That's where Hungry Root comes in because Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high quality food delivered right to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. You take a fun but short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know you. They'll get to know your goals, and they'll have everything that you like to eat. That way, they'll ask you for the flavors that you like. They'll ask you which which kitchen appliances that you use and and have and and more of stuff like that to really get to know you intimately. That way, they can tailor make uh, what you need uh, and keep your preferences in mind uh, uh, to start building you your cart with delicious recipes and all the groceries that you need for the week for those recipes. So check it out today at Hungry Root, uh, they're going to recommend recipes and, and, and groceries uh, that, that are based upon your taste. Uh, so you can try their fresh produce, their high quality meat and seafood, uh, their pantry staples, their healthy snacks, their sweets, and much more. Uh, so go there right now because hungry goes beyond your weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes and actually puts your groceries to good use before they're forgotten about in the back of your fridge. Like how many times have you thought I'm going to get, get groceries I'm gonna start start meal prepping, start start cooking at home, and then all of a sudden, time passes by. They're no longer good. Hungry Root helps you eliminate that problem. Spend less uh, uh, meal planning, shopping, and cooking. More time enjoying healthy food. That way, you have Hungry Root. Root will be uh, a staple of your home. Right now, Hungry is offering Locked On NBA uh, listeners forty percent off your first delivery and free vegetables uh, for life. So you can go there right now. To hungryroot.com. That's hungryroot.com slash locked on. And you get 40% off your first delivery and you get your free vegetables. So check it out today at hungryroot.com slash locked on. Don't forget to use our link uh, so they know that we sent you. Check them out today at hungryroot. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Uh, BJ Beamer said that uh, when will the Thunder put Us back in the NBA and what have you thought of his season so far? Uh, so, so far, I think that he's been a lot better in the G League. I think that he's been vastly improved and and people are not going to really notice it because it's the G League. Like People don't typically pay attention to the G League. I, I've seen all of his G League games uh, from last year and this year. Uh, I've been following him very closely at both levels and the difference for Usman Zhang is not necessarily like stat-based. Like it's not going to be found uh, in the stat sheet. I mean, it's 16 points for him uh, per game and nothing is, is truly eye popping in that category. He's not shooting the ball well from three right now in the G league, but what is eye popping is his complete overhaul of aggression of offensive force, specifically at the rim, at the rim this year, he is shooting 62% in the G League. He is one dunk away from topping his career high. So, you know that Usman Jr. played a lot of games in the G League last year. And in that entire season, he had 20 dunks total. He's got 20 dunks right now. You know, he's got he's got 20 dunks right now in the G and he's played 11 games. So, the decisiveness the decision making has all improved i think that his on ball defense uh, has improved as well i think that the only thing that you could continue to see get better from him would be he's got to get more physical on the glass and inside i think that he has better athleticism inside defensively than the, what he's shown so far where it's like right now he's really focused on like walling up at the ram putting his hands up and just being in the way i would wonder if maybe he kind of like used his leaping ability to like deter shots at the rim more, what that would look like. Can he do that without fouling? Or is it best to stay planted? Uh, I'd be, I'd be curious to see him work on that a little bit, but yeah, rebounding is like the big thing that I think that he can really improve on and just consistent shot making. He, he pulls off these like step back threes in the G league, which are really fun to watch. And he mentioned how the step back three was a kind of a big part of his game growing up. And as a young player, but he got away from that a lot last year because that's not who, uh, you know, his role was meant to be. But now he's starting to slowly add it back to his NBA game, and I, I think that people, one, forget how young he is, but two, forget that like he's trying to just change completely the way he's always played basketball. Like even right now, he's playing for the for the G League, and like he is starting because he's an NBA player, but he's not playing like insane starter minutes because the the whole point of what they're trying to do this year. Last year was more so like just get him reps. This year it feels more honed in on, on crafting a tailor-made plan for Usman Jang where they're playing him in these short bursts, like these five-minute, six-minute bursts at a time to kind of prep him for what it will be like when he's called up to the NBA. Because that's all he's going to do in the NBA is play in these short bursts. And, and so, you know, Cam Woods has explained how hard that is to like be ready to play the second you get back in the game. You can't use those first two minutes of, 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 let's say, cardio to get ramped up and ready to play again. You've just got to be ready. And as the season has gone on, he's gotten a lot better at that. And you saw it whenever he got a chance at the NBA level. Uh, He had a really good game. He had a podium game at the NBA level uh, this season. So I I think there's overall aggression and overall just understanding of how athletic he is has gotten better, if that makes sense. Because last year, even in the G League, there were times where he would shy away. There were times where he would just float and be passive. This year he's really going and challenging guys. And he had a poster of Jack White that was awesome in the in the last South Bay game. Uh they play again tonight. And, and actually this could be a nice uh you know kind of newser for you guys to 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 watch the blue if you if you're interested on the G League website. Uh the Thunder play at 6 30 because on the East Coast. The blue are on the West Coast playing uh in Nevada, uh playing against the G, G League Ignite. So you can go watch all the draft talent that the Ignite have and watch news and watch the Thunder uh, G League team. The OKC Blue, so check them out there. Uh, Thunder topic says, any advice for how to get into NBA media? Uh, how did you become the host of Locked On Thunder, etc.? Uh, there, there is no magic advice I can give you, honestly. I would say number one would be start. Um, I was lucky enough that I knew uh, from from the third grade on that I wanted to to do this. So in high school, I was doing podcasts that that no one listened to, and they were really bad, and people made fun of me for doing podcasts in high school. Hello, how are you doing? Um, but yeah, just start because you're going to be bad. Like the, the bottom line is you're going to be bad, and you can still say that I'm bad right now. But I'm a lot better than I was in high school. <laughs> a lot better than I was in college. And so, uh, just start and and get your reps in. It it'll help you um, get over the first bit of nervous energy, but also to help you find your voice. Like like the way that I did podcast, even just looking in the sh- in the short term of this of this show, the way I did podcast covering the team in the bubble is entirely different than I do now. So like. You, you're as you progress, as you do more shows, you're going to find out what your style is, and find out what um, you like to talk about, what you like to, how you like to present things, how you like to to push forward a conversation, and that's going to be uh, a big key for podcasting. and And, and writing It's the same thing. You no know, writing, you're going to find how you like to present things in, in the written word, and so like just the biggest thing is just to start and just to just to get your reps in and to just learn about yourself, learn about the the topic at hand. Um, and learn what people like to hear about. And and hopefully you can tap into that as well. I would also say that just like listening and, and consuming other people's work also helps. Um, just like, you know, seeing Dan Patrick interview people, for example, you know, the way that Dan Patrick handles himself and and lets an interview or a guest have space to, to operate. I, I think that I try to implement that whenever I have a guest on. It's, it's just like you know, you guys hear me every single day we do a podcast every day, 99% of the time, it's just me. So whenever we have a guest on um, a couple of times a month, then I'm going to try to give them that kind of room and give them that kind of a runway to, to present their insight and present their um, thoughts because you, you know, my thoughts on the topic and and we'll have plenty of times to, to get to my thoughts on that topic. So it's just, just stuff like that. I mean, you can really uh, just start. In this day and age, you can you can become a TikToker, a YouTuber, a podcaster, a writer in a matter of seconds. Uh, you can do it by yourself. You can do it with people. Uh, it is so easy and it's so accessible. So it, there's never been a better time to to start to do this. Um, you're not recording this on floppy disk. You're not recording this on uh, uh, tracks and everything else. So I would just say start. And uh, the Thunder thing, <laughs> uh, I always wanted to do Lockdown Thunder, um, but it wasn't available at the time that i joined lockdown so i was doing lockdown royals which was um I, I was not good at it's very tough to talk about baseball um but the person who was doing lockdown thunder left and uh and so i just came in and and took over lockdown thunder because uh, I, you know frankly there were a few people who had the show that were inconsistent and and didn't post and uh would quickly leave and i thought that you guys deserved a more consistent uh product and hopefully uh, you know, of course I know I've been able to provide consistency. Hopefully I've been able to provide, provide uh, entertainment for you all at least a little bit. So it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. And, uh, here's to many more lockdown thunder podcasts. So hopefully that answers your question. Again, I, I can't give you some like just ingenious wisdom on this, but consistency and starting, I think is the two biggest things, uh, to deliver for yourself and then you'll get better and better as you go. So it was a lot of fun. Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, we're going to have a recap show talking about the Brooklyn Nets game tonight. Very fun. Very fun. And then on Monday, we're going to get to the rest of your questions. So I know we didn't get to all of them, but we'll get to the rest of them uh, on Monday as we do another show five days a week, Monday through Friday, plus bonus podcast to recap games on the weekend. So check it out. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms, including on YouTube. So you never miss an episode and until tomorrow, be good and be good to,